Well, I'm going to get set up here. You guys pray for me because I probably will fall off the stage at some point. This, this is an awful small section of stage for me. I seem to preach about five miles an hour. So, but hey, so awesome to uh, be able to be with you this morning. Excited to share God's word with you. Want to preach a message this morning called "When the Stones Are About to Fly." When the stones are about to fly, the character's name was Alexander. And as his story goes, he had a terrible day. He had a terrible day. From the moment he woke up, everything went wrong. He woke up with gum in his hair. Did you ever do that as kids? Did you ever wake up with gum in your hair? You you sat up in the morning and the pillow kind of sat up with you. How how many of you woke up with gum in your hair before? Now, be honest, it's a safe place, okay? Those of you who did, there were, there were a multitude of solutions for gum in your hair, okay? Now, how many of you, when, when you had gum in your hair or gum on something, your mom's solution was ice cubes? You put ice cubes on it? Yeah, ice cubes, very common remedy for gum in the hair. You, you put the ice cube on, you freeze it, and you just chip it out a little bit at a time. Now, for some of you, it, it was petroleum products, Man, you put, you put the Vaseline in and just start rubbing it. I see some heads nodding. You just start rubbing it, and eventually the gum comes out. Now, now, for me, it was a little more brutal than that. When we had gum stuck in our hair as kids, the clippers came out. I can still picture mom going, and man, you, you walked around for about a week looking like massive head wound Harry. I mean, you had just this big gouge out of the side of your head where the gum was. Man, that was the start to Alexander's day. And, and it got worse. He got into a fight with his friends at school. He blew it with the girl of his dreams. I'm so glad I didn't do that. But Alexander did. He blew it with the girl of his dreams. And worst of all, he had to eat lima beans for dinner. I mean, it was a, it was a terrible, horrible, no good very bad day for Alexander. You ever had a day like that? You ever had a day when even your dog seems to hate you? I mean, we've all been through that, haven't we? We've had those days. So this morning, we're going to look at someone who had a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And we know him as King David. And we're going to read a story in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 6 this morning. 1 Samuel chapter 30, 1 through 6. And it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, and had smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive. Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Canaanite, Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, 
because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Can we agree that's a bad day? I mean, that is a bad day. But the story's even worse when we look at it in context. David was fleeing from a king who wanted to kill him. He was living in a cave with a group of malcontents. And now an invading army had taken his family hostage and burned the village that they were living in. To make things even better, his own men wanted to stone him to death. Now that is not a banner day in anyone's book. And at the point where Dave, where most of us would have thrown in the towel, I mean, I think most of us at that point would have probably just thrown in the towel. David took a different approach. We read in verse 6, it says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. Have you ever noticed that when we're having a bad day, there's not a lot of people waiting in line to encourage us? It doesn't happen that way. And we're just struggling through a day, and, and it, would, it would be nice if there was just a line of people that were waiting to encourage us. Man, you need to hang in there. Go through it. Keep going. Keep going. You can do this. But it doesn't happen that way. So it catches our attention that David encouraged himself in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And we read that, and we're kind of we're captivated by that. The problem is, it does not say how he did it. He encouraged himself in the Lord, but it doesn't say what he did. How did he go about it? You know, so often we like to look for the answers to life's deepest questions in a Facebook post. I mean, we, we, we want that. Or, or maybe, maybe a blog of 500 words or less. We want the Wikipedia version of life's deepest questions. But the problem is, God doesn't work that way. Have you ever noticed that? God's not really the quick answer guy. He's the guy who wants to work in our lives. He's the guy who wants to develop us. He's the guy who wants to mature us. And quick answers don't do that. To discover how David encouraged himself, we're going to have to dig a little deeper this morning. We've got to go a little deeper into God's Word. Whether we're walking in the deepest valley... Or if we're just in a little bit of a funk this morning, we all need to be encouraged in the Lord from time to time, don't we? How, how many of us could use some encouragement this morning? Just say, Mike, I, I could just use some encouragement this morning. I'm, I'm kind of struggling. There's some things in my life. I could use some encouragement. Well, let's see if we could encourage ourselves in the Lord as we learn from, from David and, and his life. And the first thing we see, to encourage ourselves in the Lord we need to remember God's faithfulness. If we're going to encourage ourselves in the Lord, we're going to have to remember His faithfulness. Sometimes, when we need to move forward, the first thing we need to do is look back. We need to look back sometimes. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 32-37, through 37, we read this, And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant 
will go and fight with this Philistine. Now, he was about to face the giant Goliath. He said, Thy servant will go and fight this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God." David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. You know, there are times that the giants that we are facing cause us to forget God's faithfulness. There are times when when we're facing giants in our lives that we forget how God has been faithful to us in the past. For 40 days, the armies of Israel had forgotten the faithfulness of the God they served as they cowered in the valley of Elah. And David, when David came to visit his brothers, he kind of assessed the situation. He looked at what was going on, and he said... Why hasn't somebody gone out to fight this guy? I'm in. I'm in. I'm going to go out and I'm going to fight this giant. So they took David to the king and David looked at him, or the king looked at David and he said, Hey, you're you're just a boy. You're talking about going out and fighting a guy that's nine feet tall that has been a soldier all his life. You, You can't fight this giant. You can't fight him. But David began to rehearse how God had been faithful to him in the past, protecting him from the hazards of being a shepherd in the land. He'd gone up against a bear. He'd gone up against a lion. He'd protected his father's flock against so many things through the years. And the bottom line for David was, my God has never let me down in the past, and that won't change tonight. This, this so-called giant is but an ant to my God. It will encourage us when we rehearse God's faithfulness in our lives. That's what David did here. He, re- he rehearsed God's faithfulness in his life. God has been faithful to me so many times, and I don't see any indication that that's going to change. Whether, whether it's a bear, whether it's a lion, whether it's a giant... And when we're in a valley, we need to write down the times that God has been faithful to us and meditate on them. We need to just sit down and say, hey, man, this situation, God was faithful. Man, God was so good to me when I faced this. God was so good in helping me get this through, get me through this. And we need to just stop and meditate on those things and just think through them. In Psalm 61 verses 5 Psalm 63 verses 5 through 7 it says my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness 
and my mouth shall praise Thee with joyful lips when I remember Thee upon my bed and meditate on Thee in the night watches because Thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of Thy wings will I rejoice. How has God been faithful to us? In so many ways. He's been faithful to us. And we need to remind ourselves and then rehearse those blessings to someone else. You want to be encouraged? If you're going through a trial, if you're going through a struggle, if you're walking through a valley, you want to be encouraged? Just get out and start giving testimony to how faithful God has been to you in the past. That'll encourage us. That'll build us up. Give a testimony. God has been faithful to us. We can encourage ourselves in the Lord. We need to remember God's blessings. Next thing we need to do is remember God's blessings. You are here this morning. So you are blessed. You're blessed. You rode here in a car. Or you were healthy enough to walk. Everyone here today, thankfully, is wearing clothes. <laughs> Glad for that. Amen? Yeah. You're watching the clock. Because, you know, lunch is coming. Hopefully we'll all be going home to an air-conditioned house. A roof over our heads. In a warm bed. That's more than multitudes in this world can say today. We are, one of my favorite sayings, we're stupid blessed and too stupid to know it. We are blessed. We would know how blessed we really are if we would take time to be thankful for our blessings. We have so much. We're so focused on getting more that we forget to stop and just thank God for our blessings. We're so blessed. Put the same exercise that you did for faithfulness. Just stop and, and, and write down and meditate on your blessings. Man, this, it, it messed me up this week. I started thinking through this a little bit. Thankful for our blessings. Number one, I'm thankful that Jesus saved me and I'm not going to spend eternity in hell. That's a good place to start. That's a good place to start. There's, there's this woman that's lived with me for 40 years and she hasn't killed me. It's a blessing. Man, I, I, I've got three wonderful kids. I've got grandsons and granddaughters who think that every stupid idea that I come up with is awesome. I, I, I mean, I'm so blessed. Aren't we? We're blessed. If we just stop and take the time to think about how blessed we are, it would encourage us. And we need to be very careful because if we're not thankful for our blessings... God just may remove them to accomplish His purposes in our life. Just ask Job. 
His life was filled with blessings, and God had something He wanted to accomplish. And in a moment's time, all of those blessings were gone. As I worked on this message, I noticed that for each point, as as I came through this, I kept returning to Psalms. And man, I just want to say, if you are having a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, the Psalms is a great place to camp for a while. It's a great place to just stop and think about how blessed you are. Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. It said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Catch this. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. We will see our blessings clearly when we stop looking for them in the world around us. The world makes its living by promoting dissatisfaction with what we have. And as Christians, our satisfaction will only be found in His blessings. That's where we're going to find satisfaction. That's where we're going to find peace, is in God's blessings. Doc Sherman said this, Blessings should not only be counted, they should be traced to the giver. And those blessings in our life that we're thankful for, those are a gift from a loving God. I I look at the things that I mentioned as blessings. I don't deserve any of those. I don't deserve any of those blessings. But a loving God gave them to me. And I need to remember to be thankful to Him for them. So we need to remember His faithfulness. We need to remember His blessings. And third, to be encouraged in the Lord, we need to remember God's promises. We need to remember those promises. In Psalm 62, verses 5-8, through it says, My soul, wait thou only upon God. Wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength. Told you I was going to trip off this. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Where was I? (laughs) Let's start over again. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. And to sum it all up, God's promises should be our greatest encouragement. If we are going to be encouraged in the Lord, it needs to come from God's promises. 
Have you noticed our world makes many promises that it can never keep? It makes many promises to us. And David experienced that. It's like David came back and he's like, no! No! Don't believe that stuff. Don't listen to those things. He's like, it's God who promises to be our salvation. It's God who promises to give us strength. And it's God who promises to be our glory and our refuge. Don't listen to those things. And we go, yeah, those are great promises. But the reality is, the truth is, God has given even greater promises to us as His church. He's given us greater promises than those. He has promised that He will never leave us or forsake us. Man, that's, that's a great promise. He never promised that there won't be another bad day, but He promised that He will walk with us every step through that bad day. He promised that He's going to love us no matter how unlovable we might be. He's going to love us regardless. He promised that He's going to come back one day. And best of all, He's promised us a future home where there will never be another terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Come on, church. Can we get excited about God's promises? Can we just get excited about that? I am looking forward to a time when I will never have another bad day. I'm never going to have a hitch in my get-along so it hurts to walk. I'm never going to have another sneeze because I'm allergic to Missouri. There's going to be great things coming. Man, we should be excited about that. We should be excited about God's promises. Is it possible that the reason we struggle through so many bad days is that we trust the world's promises more than we rest in God's promises. Is that why we struggle so much? We trust what the world has to say above what God has to say about our lives. Why would we ever look anywhere but to the Lord for our encouragement? Why would we ever look anywhere else? Warren Rearsby writes this. He said, The remedy for discouragement is the Word of God. When you feed your heart and mind with its truth, you regain your perspective and find renewed strength. When David had encouraged himself in the Lord with God's faithfulness, God's blessings, and God's promises... It changed everything. David was ready for whatever God had next. And if you follow on in chapter 30, the men who were about to stone David to death suddenly rose up and followed him into battle. They defeated the enemy And they took back everything that was taken from them. They took back everything the enemy had taken. And I've got to wonder if maybe that's God's message for us this morning. Let's be encouraged in the Lord our God and take back 
what the enemy has taken from us. So have every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. Let me ask this. What has the enemy taken from you? What has he taken? What has the enemy taken from you? Has he taken your joy? Has he taken your peace? Has he taken your confidence? Has he taken your faith? Maybe this morning, you just need to take a moment. Come down to this altar. And just thank God for His faithfulness, for His blessings, and for His promise in your life. And just encourage yourself in the Lord. Just encourage yourself and take back what the enemy has taken from you. God will restore that joy. God will restore that peace. He'll restore that confidence. He'll restore that faith. If you'll just come to Him. Just come to Him this morning. Would you stand this morning? Maybe that's you. Maybe you need to just come down this morning and just kneel here at this altar and do business with God for a few minutes. But the big part of this thought, it said that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And those three words, in the Lord, are what's really important this morning. Are you in the Lord? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Savior this morning? Are you in the Lord? Do you have that relationship? This morning... With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to ask, is there someone here this morning that would say, Mike, if I died today, I don't know that heaven would be my home. I don't know Jesus Christ as my Savior. I am not in the Lord, but I need what you've been talking about this morning. I need to be in the Lord. I need to start that relationship. I need to begin to have my own blessings and promises and faithfulness. Would you pray for me this morning? Anyone like that? Just raise your hand up. Pastor Mike, I know I need to know Jesus Christ as my Savior this morning. I see that hand. see that hand. Anyone else? I need to know Jesus as my Savior. Three simple things you need to know this morning. Jesus died on a cross to pay the penalty for the sin that separates you from God. He was buried. He rose the third day. And He's waiting to see what you will do with the gift that He offers. 
this morning, you can begin that journey with a simple prayer. Pray something like this, just in your heart. God, I know that I'm a sinner. And I know that my sin separates me from being in You. This morning, the best I know how, I believe that Jesus died for my sin so that I can have that relationship with You. I believe He died, was buried, and He rose again the third day. And this morning, He's in heaven waiting for me to come to Him. Forgive me of my sin and save me. In Jesus' name. As we sing this next song, let me encourage you. If you need to be encouraged in the Lord, step out as soon as we start playing and just come down and do some business with God this morning.